0: Rob Baxter, Director of Rugby Extra Chiefs. We've got to make sure that actually we use data and the technology of reviewing the game to actually make sure that we're achieving what we want to achieve, which is helping players absolutely achieve their potential. And if we don't use it for that reason, then that's just getting it wrong.
1: My name is David Young and I'm Director of Rugby Force. Obviously, everybody wears GPS now, whether it's in training or games. So it gives you your workload, you know, how uh, how much they're running, at what pace they're running, how many collisions they have.
2: Matt O'Connor, Leicester Tigers. It's it's crazy where the game has gone in relation to the here and now and the, and the liveness of the information. And um, you know, it, it's it's valuable. It doesn't it doesn't override your gut feel most of the time, but it's an incredibly valuable guide to, to helping you make
3: good decisions. Yeah, I'm Mark McCall director from from Saracens. We did an interesting experiment on the weekend where we gave our our extra GPS units to the opposition that we were playing against Bedford and we were able to compare um, for example if we are on attack um, how much work they had to do defensively to to cope with our attack and vice versa. Hello and welcome to the Aviva podcast my
4: name is Ben Moss. Now for this edition it's all about the rugby the build-up has started to the Aviva Premiership final, which is on Saturday the 26th of May. Now, rugby is always evolving as a sport, and I wanted to find out just how big an impact technology has made on how the game is played. So to do that, I managed to get some time with four of the top coaches in the Aviva Premiership.
0: Rob Baxter, Director of Rugby, Exeter Chiefs.
4: Thank you very much, Rob. In your time as a coach, and, you know, and, and before that as well, how have you seen technology change the way the game is
0: played I mean obviously it's had a huge effect um, over you know how the game I suppose was traditionally played and coached and I actually think it's one of the big challenges for us as coaches and as players now is that how we balance the the technology with how we feel and how we emotionally find things because I think we've all gone through a process both players and coaches of the process where you've got to see it once, you know, you've got to see it live, you've got to see training as it happened, you've got to see the game as it happened, and you had to make all your decisions on what happened in that one-off view. Then obviously we started talking about video analysis and multiple angle video analysis, and, you know, we can break down the minutia of a game and look at it um, in real detail. And so obviously now, you, you know, your, your modern coaches have become very used to looking at the detail of everything that happens on a field in a, view, a viewing type of way. And obviously now people are very aware that players use GPS units and heart rate monitors and we get physical, actual physical attributes uh, and data uh, passed to us all the time and I actually think that's still, that is now the the biggest challenge is is that we've gone very much from probably getting things wrong or right as a coach from feeling it and seeing it that one-off to then maybe being that those ideas either being backed up or changed by multiple video analysis uh, to then wondering whether a player is performing at a high-end level and his stats show you that he is or he isn't and and sometimes you've got to be very careful i i'm not letting one of those things overtake too much you know you can't get over emotive about what you think you're seeing and at the same time you can't let just data and stats control everything either because actually there is more to rugby there is more to contact sports than stats and data and uh, and physical outputs.
4: Is there, is there a worry as a coach and for the players as well that data could in some way re- try and replace or replicate instinct?
0: That's right and, that, and I think that's the battle you've got to have now as a coach is that actually you, 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 you've, got to, you've got to try and use that data to back up what you want to achieve as a playing group and as a club um, and use it as a driver not as the, the deciding factor. And I think that, that's what we've got to make sure we do. We've got to make sure that actually we use data and, and the t- technology of reviewing the game to actually make sure that we're, we're achieving what we want to achieve, which is helping players ach- absolutely achieve their potential. And if we don't use it for that reason, then that, that's just getting it wrong. You know, if, we're not, if we're not using every bit of information we get to help a player become better and achieve p- potential, then you're getting it wrong. If we're using data to try and find reasons or excuses for certain facets of play, I think some of that you can get a little bit foggy and, and and kind of get a bit lost in translation really.
4: Do you feel the data that's available and even simple what we describe as simple technology such as um, the camera, video camera replays and that kind of thing, do you think it's helping to make rugby safer though?
0: It, yeah, I mean yes, because obviously it allows us to analyse how injuries happen and uh, particularly when you look at concussion, what things affect concussion and and our players actually suffering you know, the, these, um, these head knocks, etc. So the replay is, is bound to help in that uh, facet. Of course, the big problem we've got is that with all this data and with how professional the sport is now, and as, as by nature you create bigger, stronger, quicker um, athletes, you are in a way creating some issues as well because guys are going to run into each other harder. You know, the surfaces are better. We were, we were talking just last, last night, a couple of us, uh, directors of rugby, about you know, how uh, artificial surfaces, by nature, are bound to, bound to have some effect because you can run very quickly on them and the game can be played at a very high pace. You're gonna have more high speed collisions just by the nature of the game that can be played. It's the same with a great surface here like Twickenham or we've installed a Desso pitch at Exeter. You know, as we actually- Ooh, Go on, what's, what's a Desso pitch? Well, Desso's part artificial and mainly real grass. And so, any, anything you do to improve a surface, yes, it'll improve the game of rugby, but by its very nature, you're also going to get guys running into each, each other harder. So, you know, I, I, to say that does, does, as the data and technology improves safety, it's probably improved our analysis of what creates injury and seeing if we can protect players who get injured. Um, is, it, is it actually preventing injury? I think it, that, that's a very, it's a very hard thing to try to establish.
4: On the training pitch at Exeter, then what might we see? You know, in yours, in your coach's hands, or, or, or at your disposal when you're kind of looking at how the players train?
0: Yeah, well, training-wise, we tend to just be out on the field, um, and then all the kind of review process happens afterwards. So, uh, along with most other clubs, we tend to video most training sessions from either two or three angles. That will allow us to to, mainly in pre-season, a lot of of what you want to re-analyse is if you're trying to introduce something new or whether you're seeing whether the players are actually getting systems correctly. And you can do a little bit of review with them if they're getting things right or wrong, especially new players as you're trying to establish systems. Obviously, we, we tend to monitor all the loading through, through GPS and heart rate monitors. So you kind of know how far, how quickly and at what effort rates most people are training at. That's obviously becomes very important to try and prevent overtraining as much as making sure guys are, are hitting the levels they need to. Uh, I think most clubs now have been picking up that data for long enough that that most guys tend to know when a player might start to be pushing the boundaries towards potential injury or overloading and we also have enough data to know whether a player is actually losing fitness um, if he's starting to find something you know a, a basic test uh, starts to challenge him a lot more than you know he, he's kind of dropped off in his fitness levels in the off season so there's a lot of monitoring goes on day by day and, and as I said the, the the key thing is making sure you we get the balance right and We don't make pre-season all about data and hitting markers. We still make sure that the players are emotionally and mentally tuned in and and feeling good about themselves, and about how we want to play as well. And um, as a
4: coach, and even maybe players as well, does it make it harder to switch off when you've got that amount of data you could constantly analyse or or cut the data in a different way or look at it from a different angle does it make it hard to kind of go right that's enough for today let's move on because there's always something you think well I could just have a quick look at that
0: yeah potentially and I think that's as I said I think that's the new that's the new challenge in coaching is cutting through what actually means something and and what doesn't and I think as I've said you know you you can get buried in it And, and I've experienced it a little bit myself where you can find all the right reasons to think that the data and all the facts about everything mean things are OK um, or things are bad, whichever way you want to look at it, when actually sometimes you just need to stop and go, right, does, does this feel right? So it is getting the balance of making sure it feels right, it's emotionally right, as well as all the facts and figures that back up whether you're physically and, uh, and rugby-wise where you need to be.
1: My name is David Young and I'm Director of Rugby Force. So in your time in the game,
4: How have you seen technology kind of influence how you play and how you coach?
1: Well, it's a huge part of the game now. The information we get, obviously, from that side is invaluable, really. And, you know, it really bases everything you do from the conditioning point of view to the performance on the field. You know, that technology is there to support and help you, obviously, steer your way through some difficult times and helps you plan how you want to play the game and so on.
4: Could you give me an idea of? We've, I've talked to a lot of different coaches and players today about the kind of um, analysis which is available in real time during games. But what kind of things is it telling you about a player's condition?
1: Well, it, obviously everybody wears GPS now, whether it's in training or games. So it, it gives you your workload. You know how uh, how much they run in, at what pace they run in, how many collisions they have. Uh, on that, obviously, you, you can determine how much you want them to do with within sessions as well, so you can have a full load in for the week, which you, you know is not going to overtax them for the games. You know really what games take out of them, so all this adds to, to to play welfare and not only play welfare but getting the best out of the players. So you know GPS comes in there, then obviously, you, you know you've got the your stats that. Um, Will back up as well what you know what they're doing on match day. So, you know as I said, and it's all going you know further and further with drones coming into watching. We're not quite there yet, but you know we use CCTV cameras uh, right around our training pitch. So you know to get to as much angles as possible.
4: And when that data coming in in real time in, in on match days about all the players, how are you? Observing what's going on on the pitch, but taking that data in to be able to make decisions about how to change the pattern of play or to change a player who's on the who's on the
1: pitch. How how do you balance that? Well, it, obviously you've got to just you got to be careful because uh, you you can get information overload. So you know I've got one of our uh, my my lead analysis guys sits next to me. Obviously all the information comes in and he dissects it into what he feels is what I you know what I need from it. You know possession territory. Um, are we getting on the game line? You know uh, what, what's happening at set piece time. You know where are we making our mistakes. How many penalties we're we giving away. So you can really understand w- w- why you're doing well or why you ain't. doing well. GPS is under filtering in. You know regards subs. You know when you can see people's um, obviously not getting around the field as quickly as as they were, sign of fatigue. So that's information. Obviously that's coming to me to inform me on the decisions I'm making.
4: Is it ever used, the analysis you get in training or games, is it ever used to, to pick a player out and say, look, you weren't putting the effort in today, or is it more to know that they are safe and you're keeping them as safe as you possibly can without overloading them?
1: But of both, really. I think, you know, you need to, to understand the Lord, which they do in throughout the week and in games, but it also informs you when it comes to selection. There's no hiding in place, really, and obviously you've got your your, your technical side of things: how many tackles they made, how, how many they missed, how many carries, and so on. But then you're backing that up as well by the distance they covered and how many contact. So it really, paints a picture. There's no there's no aid in place at this moment in time in, in the game out there. So you know, certainly it, uh, informs. I don't pick the team on stats. But it certainly informs you so you know, 're never making decisions blindly,
4: has it changed the way has technology changed the way players recover as well
1: yeah, absolutely I think you know there's lots of things that uh, you know that different teams have different uh, things, but measure fatigue you know and um, so you know, we 're looking at the Lords again as I say, so depending on how much of the load of the game was will determine what we do on the on day one as well, you know. So, it sometimes is games with lots of contacts, sometimes it's games with with lots of high speed running, or you could have uh, low balling play time. So they will really inform us on what we're going to do on day one when they come back or on you know on what's happened at game time.
4: Do you wish it was around when you were playing?
1: Yeah, I think you know. I think all players want to know, you know, where they are, and all players want to know, you know, if they if they're doing good things or bad things, because you know, players players want to improve. So certainly, you know, it, it would have been a benefit, but
2: not all the time. Matt O'Connor, Leicester Tigers.
4: First of all, I mean, in your time in the game, you must have seen some real changes. What are the key pieces of, of technology you use on a day to day basis to help with analysis or pre- previewing games?
2: Oh well, there's there's the whole there's the whole st- statistical platform around the game and the opposition and, and the key the key indicators that you're looking at in yourself and the opposition and I suppose the other the other two pieces I suppose is the is the GPS data which is incredibly helpful in, in guiding and in managing the loads of the players and, and the, the last piece that's incredibly valuable is, is the well being on a daily basis just so that you know we've got the information around all the all the key things lifestyle wise that that um, go into a quality performance
4: I heard earlier which I didn't realize is that the data that's recorded while games are being played is used in real time so you can analyze your players and know who's getting tired and who maybe needs to be replaced
2: yeah I mean it's it's um it's inc- it's, it's crazy where the game has gone in relation to the here and now and the and the liveness of the information and um, you know it's it, it's valuable it doesn't it doesn't override your gut feel most of the time but it's an incredibly valuable guide to to helping you make good decisions Back to force technology. I mean, how were you doing this? Were you just having to rely on players telling you or
4: giving you signals that they weren't feeling great or that they were that picked up a slight injury?
2: Yeah, I mean, the the, the the reality was that you didn't know the information, and and as a, as a as a result, you, you probably pushed players too hard, and and um, and ended up with unnecessary injuries. And I think I think across the course of the game, um, in most environments, everyone's acutely aware that the game is so physical you you can't afford to be losing guys in training, you can't afford to have preventable injuries in your environment because they'll come back to hurt you. So it's 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 about managing the loads of the players so that they not only can perform week to week but year on year and you know it's 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 all tied up to you know it's all tied into um, player welfare and and looking after the, the individuals in your environment and and then trying to get, you know, peak performances out of guys as often as you can.
4: Is it ever a hindrance? Is there such a thing as too much data?
2: Yeah, most definitely, you know, and, and we find ourselves in, in really robust conversations with the medical team and the S&C team around what the numbers are saying relative to what has to be done at times, and, you know, unfortunately, uh, a group of guys running around, um, there's always a level of madness to it and a, an element of instinct and gut feel and... And you know it, it, it's, it's a it's an interesting tug of war, usually a fairly robust one, but at the same time you know you usually end up with the right outcomes with the with the information and and, and the experience of the individuals
4: and your skills your personal skill set must have had to develop over the years as you 've gone from Coaching players, kind of man to man, and now doing it with a, with a help technology, you must have had to develop that yourself.
2: Yeah, most definitely. You know, it's 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 a it's a situation where you need to be exposed to the technology, and you need to you need to understand it. And, and from a from a coach's perspective, it's it's really important that you have quality individuals who can actually break the numbers down and, and present meaningful numbers to you because. You know, most rugby coaches are only interested in in one to fifteen and your percentage of lineouts won and lost. So, it's not a fan of spreadsheets and that kind of thing. Not a massive fan, no. So, you know, it's 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 key that you have in individuals who are experienced in those in those realms and and can deliver deliver the important numbers really. And given your accent, you're obviously not uh, British. Is our
4: Clubs and teams across the world now using this kind of, you know, iPads for training, recording, training drones, that kind of thing. Are people, are teams across the world using all this?
2: Oh yeah, most definitely. You know, it's, it's. Um, I mean, I've been, I've been fortunate enough, um, growing up in Australia, to have a lot of exposure with, with teams in the, in the Australian, um, in the AFL, um, and they've, they've been at the top of their game for a long time, around how they use technology and how they resource the environment and, and how they, how they. Um, manage their players so so from that perspective there's a lot of things that have come out of come out of Australia especially in the um, Aussie rules in relation to how you manage the numbers and and what you can actually get out of loads and 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 when guys are likely to break So you know that's that's although not identical to what we do But there's there's things that you can certainly learn from and just a final point Given that the data is almost instantaneous, on
4: game day there must be a temptation at the end of the match, particularly if it hasn't gone your way, to get everyone in the dressing room, get the iPads out and say, right, this is where we went wrong. Is, does that happen or do you normally try and give it a break so everyone can calm down, walk away and then come back and have a clearer head to analyse things?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's important that you actually respect, you respect the, um, the contest uh, and have an understanding of, of the, the emotional attachment that the players have to that. Um, and, you, and you give them time to come down from that, and then you sit down on Monday and and you you go through it. And you know whether you win or lose, um, by and large, the the process is the same. You, you look at you know you look at the things that let you down. You look at the things that you can be better at, and you you try and build on the positives. And you know I think it's, it's I think the, the good environments are, are pretty standard in the way they approach things.
4: And actually, one last point. This is the last point. <laughs> is that is, um... Has it changed the amount of time you maybe spend on the training field doing physical manoeuvres? Is there is there been a shift in balance that there's more time in the classroom for want of a better phrase with the players than there is on the pitch?
2: Yeah, definitely. You know, I think I think it's it's you know, it's it's using as many different mediums as you can to get the message across and, and you know, some of the time that's a physical thing, some of the time it's a mental message and and um you know you you've got to get that balance right because you know the ultimate the, the the what everyone's trying to achieve is the is the perfect performance on the on the weekend, and you know you don't want to hinder that by what you do Monday to friday
3: yeah, I'm Mark McCall, director of rugby from Saracens.
4: in your time in rugby, have you seen technology change the game? What are you using today that even three four five years ago, you would never have been near?
3: well yeah undoubtedly it's um it's Advancing at a rapid rate, um, which is probably not surprising in the world that, that, that we live in. Um, I think the most important thing for us has been the ability to be able to monitor um, what players um, do during a preparation week, what they do during matches. It allows us, you know, if, when you get the match data and you correlate that with your training data to, to try and come up with training weeks which are appropriate for for what um, matches demand these days, Um, so our sessions can be designed around um, how many um, accelerations players get, how much high speed running they do, um, etc, etc.
4: Do do you tailor it for each individual player, because rugby squads are huge, or can you use the data to at least make certain certain training sessions kind of um, adaptable for a certain group of players?
3: Um, it's a bit of both, to be honest, because because clearly when you're having team sessions, um, you probably can't cater for the individual needs of every player. Although we try to individualise their their physical programmes as much as we as we as we possibly can. We did an interesting experiment on the weekend where we gave our our extra GPS units to the opposition that we were playing against Bedford, and we were able to um, from compare, um, for example, if we're on attack, um, how much work they had to do defensively to to cope with our attack and vice versa so that was an interesting comparison for us to to do you don't often get the chance to do that because no other opposition are going to share their data uh, with you but was able to give our coaches our conditioners an indication of where we need to go to physically in certain aspects of the game
4: and have you had to develop your own skills in data analytics and things like that to be able to understand what the data is telling you
3: I'm terrible at that, so I think it's important to have experts who can um, interpret the data in the most basic possible way for people like me. And is, is,
4: Do you think data and will ever overtake instinct on a rugby pitch? Can you can you teach a rugby player what he needs to know rather than rely on him to do the right thing? Yeah, I think, I think it's
3: only going to always be a, a part of the package, really, because... You know, it would be easy to hide behind data and sometimes the data doesn't quite give you what you want because somebody's physical output might be very good but their rugby contributions don't match their physical output and it's very important to, to correlate the two and, and the rugby still the most important thing. And your contributions and the, the number of your contributions and the, the quality of your contributions will always um, outweigh that.
4: And just give us an idea, on the
3: on the training pitch,
4: day-to-day when you're with the players, what kind of things might we see you and your other coaches and your, and your sports scientists using, technology-wise, that maybe a, a few years ago you would never have seen on the pitch?
3: I think it's now commonplace for for um, coaching staffs to be mic'd up during training sessions, which was never the case um, in the past, and with strength and conditioning coaches as well, to make sure that if Player X um, isn't quite giving us what we need that we're able to encourage them um, to do that. I think you mentioned earlier about drones, it's um, you know instead of having, having handheld cameras filming your training sessions you're able to observe the, the training sessions from different angles and be able to look at backfield cover and space in the backfield which you're never able to do in the past so yeah it's really it's, it's really helpful.
4: Thank you very much for listening to the Aviva podcast. Fascinating to hear from the coaches there on how they've seen technology change rugby over the years. Now, if you did like this podcast, please do give us a review on iTunes.